Hi, I'm Kathy Rhodes. I'm an executive leadership coach certified with John Maxwell and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach on leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. You know, it's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. It may be similar to another's, but it's not quite the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way somebody else did it and they succeeded at it, but it doesn't work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. Welcome to podcast number five. I'm Kathy Rhodes, and today we are going to figure out behavioral styles. Yours and everyone you encounter. And I have a few surprises for you. First of all, this is going to be a two-part podcast session. During this first episode, we will define behavioral styles. During the next episode, we will decide how to communicate and connect with each of these styles. And number two surprise, I have a guest with me. All right, let's get started. I am sure that you all have taken some kind of behavioral assessment online on any kind of social media platform. You know those assessments that teach you which superhero you are or which Disney princess you are? <laughs> now there are other formal assessments like Myers-Briggs, that's actually one of the oldest assessments out there, uh, colors, disc, there's many, many more, but since I am a certified behavioral analyst with the DISC system, we are going to learn this tool today. And my guest today is also a certified behavioral analyst with DISC. However, he is geekier about it than I am. John Rhodes, my handsome husband, thank you for joining me today on this fun topic. Thank you for inviting me to be a, a participant in this. Yes, especially on such a topic that, like you said, we can get, we can nerd out pretty well on the DISC assessment. So. This is, uh, I'm excited, thank you. This is a powerful tool to have in our back pocket. I'm excited to get started. I've been, I've been offering this type of session to different companies and different teams. And every time I go a walk away, they say things like, wow, I can't believe you figured me out in two questions. <laughs> and and that, that's huge because when you say in two questions, I can, I can get an idea. The last thing we're trying to do is box someone in or label someone. And it's, it's not to be impressive as much as to impress upon you that you don't have to have years experience to determine a behavioral style for the person you're talking to. It really can be as simple as seeing a few flags or looking at some indicators that says, oh, this person is doing this. Therefore, they could be. And again, it's just the starting point, but it also allows us to understand how to start to specifically drive our conversation with them. It also allows for a lot of forgiveness instead of offense. Right. When a certain style connects with you in the wrong way. And, and, and absolutely, as, we, as we'll talk about probably in the second part of this podcast um, and the, the application of the DISC assessment, we really, really need to decide or determine 
the language someone speaks so that we can pivot our language to fall in line with them. And that's where that connection comes from, not just communicating, but the connection that you alluded to. Yes, yes, so let's get started. What I need everybody to do is, I need you to find a piece of paper. Okay, fine, if you're driving or if you're running, exercising, you're not gonna find paper, but but visualize. You don't want them to pull over no, or anything? No, safety, it's all about <laughs> safety. <laughs> but visualize, visualize this with us, work with us here. For those of you that can get a piece of, I don't care if it's a post-it, find some kind of piece of paper. I need you to fold the paper in half. Whichever way, whichever half you chose to fold, fold the other half. So you're folding horizontally the first time and then vertically the second time. And then unwrap your paper so that you can see the folds and see now four quadrants within your paper. Now we're gonna just use your finger and start to navigate around these quadrants based on the questions that I'm going to ask you. The first question that I'm gonna ask you is, what is your pace? How does your motor run? Are you like a sports car that just revs your engine, especially at a stoplight? You're revving your engine, you're ready for that light to turn green. You're ready to take off and be the first off the line. <laughs> because it's so important to get to that next stoplight only a block <laughs> down the road as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> okay, or are you more like the Prius who has a steady purr, does not rev their engine at a stoplight, because why would you want to waste energy and gas? You will take your time coming off the line and probably beat that sports car to the next stoplight. <laughs> this is a unique exercise because we all have internal motors. And if you listen closely, if you're aware and you have an intentional perspective, you can literally hear your internal motor, either that revved up, ready to go, let's, let's floor it even to the next block, or that just even keel predictability, safety type of thing. We all have that. Yeah, we do. Okay, so if you are the sports engine, the sports car, your pace is very quick, take your finger and just keep it toward the top of your, of your piece of paper. You're looking at the top two quadrants. If you are steady, even heel, Prius, your finger's gonna go toward the bottom two quadrants of your paper. Okay, now, second question. What is an accomplishing day to you? If someone were to ask you, how was your day today? Are you the type of person that would answer it this way? Well, it was a great day. I got 10 different tasks done, checked off my list. I added 32 more, but you know what? I did get those 10 done. It was a great, amazing day. Or are you the type of person that would answer it this way? I had a great day. I connected with three people, two people I've never had this kind of connection with before. It was so good to understand them better. The first person is focused on the tasks. The second person is focused on people. Which one's you? Whichever you are, if you are task focused, you're gonna take your finger, stay in the top or bottom half, wherever you were before, but now you're gonna to move to the left side of that half. If you are focused on people, you're gonna to move to the right side of that half. So now your fingers should be in only one quadrant. You're either in the top left or right. Top left is because you are fast paced and task focused. Top right is fast paced, people focused. Or you're in the bottom half. Bottom left is, is steady paced, 
task focused. Bottom right is steady paced, people focused. So within two questions, you've pretty much got an idea. And again, we want to emphasize that this is a starting point. The last thing that we ever want to do is put someone in a box or label them unfairly. But again, this is a starting point to start to understand their behavioral style. And as we mentioned in part two, we're going to really talk about the application of, okay, this is the way people process. So within two questions, you've got someone pretty well pegged mm -hmm. as, as far as behavior. And that's not to impress our audience that, hey, we can do that in two questions, <laughs> but to impress upon you that this stuff isn't rocket science. You don't need years and years of experience in a personality or behavioral assessment to be able to do something like that. It doesn't have to be that hard. Right. You can use this right away and change your world. Right. Here's the thing, though, too, is we have four quadrants on our paper. There aren't really only four. There's combinations. What I want you to do right now is I want you to get a pen out, and we're going to give you a letter to put into each four of the, of the four quadrants. So the top left, the fast-paced, task-focused, letter D, like as in dog. The top right, which is fast-paced, people-focused, that's the letter I. The bottom right, which is steady-paced, people-focused, is the letter S. And the bottom left, steady-paced, task-focused, is the letter C. So as you see here, DISC, D-I-S-C, is what we're, we've spelled out, and that's exactly what we are certified in. So here we go. We're going to define each of these quadrants, and let's see how it relates to you. Or you know what? Start thinking about your family, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your coworkers, your boss, your clients. Start writing names in these different quadrants as you start understanding these areas a little better. And another caveat, and you started to talk a little bit about that, and we'll probably get to it more, is that we don't just have one. Mm -hmm. That all we possess all four of them. It's just what's primary. What comes to mind first when we're in a particular environment or a situation? Now, does that mean that I can be outgoing and task oriented, and I have absolutely no people um, relational reserved? In me? No, I, I probably still have that too. But we're looking at your primary behavior, the first thing that comes top of mind. Yes, and once we define these four quadrants, then we'll really talk about how they combine. Right. Okay, so let's start with the top left, the letter D. John, can you define what is a D behavioral yeah, style? Absolutely. So the D stands for dominant. And I am almost 100% or I score about 100 on the D. So I really resonate with this quadrant. The dominant person, they're decisive, they're doers. They can be demanding. They can be direct to the point where we can be considered abrupt. I've had that terminology used with me. John has been very abrupt with me. I didn't mean anything malicious. I was all about the task. Did you get that done? Great. And I'm off to the next. We can also be very determined. A D loves to win. They're very, very competitive. Yeah, I'm a high D, but I bet I'm higher than you are. <laughs> you know, it's, that's, it's a competition. It, it, it absolutely is. It's a competition. We love to be challenged. We love to move fast. You can never go fast enough. We base our days predicated on the results, the check mark in the box. 
we plan for the future. We like to, to, to see at a 20,000 foot view. We don't get deep into the woods. Um, we like to be our own boss. We don't want to be constrained. We're kind of larger than that micromanager that says, you got to get off my shoulders. Let me go. Let me run. We have that innate ability that says, lead, follow, or get out of the way because <laughs> I'm coming at you. Okay, so to expound on these Ds, and this is more of the wife coming out in me, he does not like to be told what to do, ever. Are you laughing? Are you giggling? I, I am laughing. I'm laughing. And, and so much of me, this is where I'm going to be transparent on your podcast, so much of me wants to refute that. Because <laughs> you don't like to be told. <laughs> but don't tell me what to do. Um, but truly, it, it is. It is. Let You know what? I've thought about it. I know what I'm doing. Let me do it. And uh, yeah, to a fault. I, I admit it. So, I'll share some of my secrets in the next podcast on how to handle <laughs> these strong-willed people. <laughs> a couple other things with a D is um, everything everything a D has or sees, they want to own it. They want to control it. Oh my gosh, so true. They, they, if, 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 if it's out there, not only do I want to participate in it, but follow me because I'll lead <laughs> you through it. So it, it's just something that just comes natural to us. Right. That we have to truly tell ourselves to be able to adapt to it that says, John, slow down. It's okay if you're not the one leaning today. Mm -hmm. That's counterintuitive. But <laughs> I know in some circumstances with my wife right across from me, it's okay for her to take the lead sometimes, a few times. <laughs> well, remember, these are the fast-paced people. A high D behavioral style, you walk fast, you think fast, you talk fast. Everything is fast. People cannot keep up to you because you are so fast and you get very frustrated and annoyed when they don't keep up with you. Okay. Breathe. Yeah, right, right. Now it's time to slow down a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about the eye. Let's go on to the next next quadrant to the right. Still fast-paced, but these people are people-focused. Okay, an I. The I stands for influencing and inspiring. They are in the moment. They're interesting. You never know what they are thinking. An I likes to be liked. An I's world is exactly that. It's all about I, me. That is an I's world. And to be, to be honest, an I is a life of a party. They love to have fun. They're very expressive. They talk with their hands. They have feelings that come out. They don't mind being in front of a group. They actually love it. Oh, and they don't mind surprises. They want fun activities. They want recognition. I mean, an I is really fun. Yeah, and, you know, they're not just the life of the party. In their eyes, they, they are, are the, the party. party. <laughs> they are the party. Everyone that they've ever met is their best friend. Mm -hmm. Every movie they just went and saw was the best movie I've ever seen. Every place they go to get a steak was the best steak they ever ate. So vacations was the best vacation I ever went to. Everything is the best to them. Okay, I kind of call that dramatic. You know, yeah, and that's probably where the other quadrants would look at dramatic, um, the eyes being dramatic. I like to think of the eyes as being full of charisma. Oh, yeah. They have oh, that yeah. great personality, and they have that ability. So we talk about the Ds being dominant and decisive. They can make decisions. The eyes have that chameleon ability to be everything you need them to be in a social environment. They're the ones you want as a wingman 
when you're at a social. Oh, no. They're the ones I want to go with. Correct. With social. I want to be their wingman because they will just open the door and make it comfortable in a very awkward networking situation. They're full of energy. And mm -hmm. it's hard not to like an eye. And, and I always, when I train on this, I always talk about a true eye you'll hear before <laughs> you see. That's so true. Okay, so transparency. John already shared that he's pretty much 100% D. He's also 100% I. <laughs> now, and, and I have the same qualities. We'll talk about being married to the same behavioral style later on. But, but I have the same qualities. I have a D and an I in me. And what I laugh at is when I was working years ago for a you know, certain manager, and, and she was trying to coach me on my email writing. She said, everything you write has an exclamation point at the end. And I really ponder that. Every, I, I ponder that to this day because I, I look at how many exclamation points I have in any of my messages. And then I justify every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> because there is expression and there's feelings and emotions. And, and we need to make sure you, do, you, you feel that too by reading that exclamation point. One of the great traits that an eye has is if they're going to go through a process or a procedure, they want to create an experience. Mm -hmm. You know Very the true. eyes in the room when you sit down for a board meeting that starts at 8 a.m. and by 10 o'clock, they're ready. They're already determining, hey, what are we going to have for lunch? <laughs> are we going to cater in? Do you want me to give them a call? So they want to make things fun. If we're going to go through it, let's enjoy ourselves. But, you know, they're, they're going to be the ones in charge of the PTA meetings. And instead of boring people for two hours, they will have prizes and they'll have snacks and the goodies. And they think about all of those components of a people interaction that will make it memorable and enjoyable. And how each trait, and we have only talked about two of them, how each trait can really complement one another. Imagine that meeting in the boardroom driven by a D. Oh my gosh. You're, You'll get things done. <laughs> we got 85 points that we have to get to and we're not eating or leaving until we get this done. Without the eye, oh, what a mundane task it is. So the eye brings life. They also have amazing potential because they can truly be what you need them to be in a certain environment. So true. So true. Okay, let's go on to the S. We're moving a zone right now. We're moving into the steady paced. Not the fast revving of the engine, but now we're into more of the Prius, even per steady paced S. So the top two are outgoing. Now we're entering in, like you said, the reserve type yes. of person. Yes. And people orientated. The S is people, yes. And as an S, we're going to use a few other S words to describe them. Steady, stable, they're safe, they can be perceived as shy. They're always very, very sweet. The sweetest person in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. They have the world's greatest hearts. And, and I remember our mentor when he was teaching us, Dr. Robert Rome, who was phenomenal. He said, without the S's in the world, mm. there will be no love because they have such a good heart. They're very relational type people because, you know, it's all about having maybe a handful of great, great friends. I always tease the S's that, you know, you probably still hang out with your friends from high school. And in fact, you probably either every year or every other year, take that trip to New York to go see that Broadway play with your same core friends that you had from your freshman year of high school. <laughs> now, you know what? The majority of the people listening to this podcast are probably listening to you saying, 
Well, yeah, of course. Because the majority of the people in the world are an S. That's true. Uh, hands down. I mean, a substantial amount of the population fall under this category. And that's a good thing um, because that's where the relationship comes in. That's where the, the, the love and the, and the deep-seated friendships come. So that's a good thing to have. S's are also extremely empathetic. It amazes me. They'll start crying at a story that is so unrelated to them, but they were being told something emotional. They can get their feelings wrapped in to anybody and anything. And S also, they, they want to be accepted. They are wonderful in the teamwork and the cooperation angle. Uh, they they want to be liked. They want to be accepted, but they will cooperate as well. Uh, and S, the, the empathy, but also harmony comes in here. They don't like to rock a boat. No, they don't. And you used a great word there. And um, for a team to have S's, they're steady. And I want to just kind of lean into that word for a moment. Because when we talk about steady, you know, as a D or an I, it's a roller coaster. You have some days that you're up, some days you're down, to the point where your team doesn't know who's going to show up one day or the next. Well, that's the thing is you as a person are going to have up and down, but you're also going to create that energy in the room. You'll walk in the room with your fast pace and create that anxiety, yeah. which will increase the energy. And when you leave, everybody says, okay, good. Right. <laughs> Which is not the case with the S's. Right. When we talk about steady, man, from one day to the next, you know what you can anticipate from them. They are great teammates. Because of that steadiness, you're going to get the same input and the same output every day. So they're very powerful teammates. Well, an S likes routine. They like things to stay the same. So they're going to create that steady world. They don't like any kind of uh, change or uncertainty. I mean, COVID is stressful to the S. It's stressful to everybody. But that routine has just been disrupted, and that is not steady anymore. So when you see someone who might be struggling with the environment that we find ourselves in today, it could be not because they can't adapt to change or anything like that, but remember, we're talking about primary behaviors. They don't like another S word, surprises. Mm -hmm. So yes, they want predictability and they look at their day is, okay, on my way to work, I know what to expect. My day is predictable from the moment I walk in to the moment I leave. This is what I envision. And if that happens, I had a great day. Mm -hmm. If you have that disruption, they can adapt. It just may take them a little while longer. It's not that us's are not change agents. It's just they need to marinate on it just a bit longer. Create, find their systems, find their routines in this new opportunity. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's go on and talk to the last quadrant or talk about the last quadrant. This is the letter C. This is our steady pace, task-focused people. C is for cautious and compliant these people are extremely competent in their duties and in their expertise. They are very calculated, very detailed people. I mean, they know the details of everything that you ask them about. A C behavioral is also very careful. These people are usually experts because they have dug into content so deeply. They, I mean, think about a lawyer or an accountant who knows tax code. 
They have to, right? That's what we hire them for. But this is a this is a C behavioral style that enjoys getting into the details. They definitely get deep into the woods in everything that they come across. These people are some of the smartest people in the room. They're probably the honor roll students from high school and in college. Uh, yet, to be really honest, this group sometimes for the other quadrants is the hardest to understand. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. in a D's mindset, remember, a D lives at a 20,000-foot level. These guys get so deep into the wood, the seeds, that when, when we tell someone like, hey, 80% is good enough, that's nails on the chalkboard. No, they cringe. They they can't they can't operate like that. You know, good enough is good enough is not in their lingo. Perfection is in their lingo. They will be right because they have done the research, all angles of it. They had they know every bit about whatever it is they're talking about. We talk about nails on the chalkboard. Try telling a high C that they're wrong. Ooh, it doesn't go. Over it very does well. not go over very well at all. Because if they come up with a solution, it's because they have spent probably hours on their conclusion so that when they come before a board or a team and says, this is the way to go, you don't want to argue with them because they have thought so much about it, but they're unwilling to yield. This is, this is the way to go. That's I, where the other side of this is. They, they, they could be that unw unwilling to yield to it. Yeah, that's yeah. a struggle. And, and, you know, other groups would be like, but we just need to look at it from a different perspective. No, I've done all the research. I have proven in the one, three, and five year, this is the best way to go. Now, something else too that could be a challenge is if you ask a question to somebody who has a high C style and they don't know the answer, that's the worst possible situation that, a, that this person could be in because they pride themselves at, on fully researching every angle. You know, a high C also is all about the rules. I, I mean, rules are there to be followed. Which quadrant do you think doesn't like to follow the rules? <laughs> yep, that would be a D. A C, they've created the rules. They've created the procedures and the policies to understand why the rules exist, and they will follow the rules, and they don't like the fact if you don't follow the rules. So you can see some, some a little bit of pressure when you've got Ds and Is, to a certain extent Is, um, dealing with Cs because, you know, we're like, yeah, that's more like a bylaw. That's not really a rule. That's a rule for everybody but me. Yeah, like the speed yeah. limit. <laughs> the speed limit's not for me. I mean, 55 I'm miles an hour says I can go at least 62, right? It's just an average. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, this is the type of person that I want on my team when it comes to creating documentation. You know, writing out or creating some kind of pattern or system. Oh, my gosh. They are going to think of every angle so that the... The images and the words are accurately you know, grabbed forwards to, to create whatever it is that we are trying to describe to somebody else. Absolutely. When you have C's on your team, you know that the work that's going to be done is going to be done competently. Oh, yes. Very professional. You won't have to question it at the end of the task, right? So without the C's... The world know, ain't happening. <laughs> you're living at an 80% okay perspective. You know, when you look at professions in the C quadrant, you're going to see your doctors and your lawyers and your tax accountants. If somebody's going to do heart surgery on me, I don't want an I <laughs> having fun in the surgery room with me. I want the C who has done all of the research to figure out the best approach for me. 
Right, right. And that's not the same that the C can't go to a ball game and have a great time and and be able to celebrate and get loud and cheer. It just, it depends on one, the environment, but two, you know, it might not come natural for them at work, but that they can do it in a, in a private setting. They know when to focus and turn it on and when they can turn it Correct. off. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking professions. Let's, let's talk about the S profession and S the steady pace, people focused. These are your nurses, right? Your teachers. I mean, think about those people that just, hold you and coddle you and love you without I need them. <laughs> Can you imagine that steamroll person in the DB, all the teachers that says, you know, go cry to the nurse. We got to get this stuff done. Or they're, they're compassionate and the people mm -hmm. with the S's have that compassion. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Teachers and nurses. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What, what kind of profession do you think those eyes have? Eyes would be salespeople. Yes, they are. They are outgoing, people-orientated. They're the ones who can carry on a conversation with a rock mm -hmm. and make it somewhat interesting and enjoyable. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're usually out in front in jobs. Um, they, they are great at being a consultant. Yes. Probably more a, a, of an advisor. Advisor takes your issue and then finds the right person to address that. Um, so, yeah, out in front, spotlight on, microphones hot. Those are the type of eyes. What about a D? A D is going to be, and we're really overgeneralizing. Oh, bossy? It. Does that mean that a C can't be a leader? No, it, it, they certainly can. Um, but a D are presidents of companies, maybe the CEO, a CFO, you know, people who have to make really tough decisions and then be okay with what we call collateral damage. Meaning, you know, as well, as I lay my head down, you use that great illustration. As I lay my head down at night and I look at my day, I need to be okay. That says, well, we got this done, this done, and this done, you know, so-and-so fell behind or worse yet quit the team. Um, it's unfortunate and I feel bad about it, but the show must go on, you know, so the D's got to be okay with kind of having that, Right. Good enough is good enough. Yeah, for a absolutely. Yeah, because we got to go on to the next one. Okay, let's recap each of these quadrants one more time. This time we're going to we're going to share with you. We're going to remind you what their fuel is. Talk about their blessings, which, of course, means there's a curse mm -hmm. and the blind spots. Everyone right. has them. And even though we're going to tell you what the blind spot is of every person in this world, you are going to say, no, that's not my blind spot. <laughs> Denial is a huge <laughs> thing, especially when it comes to us. Yeah, absolutely. Think about that analogy of driving a car. We have mirrors all around us to try to be able to see our blind spots. No matter where we position those mirrors, we cannot see 360 degrees around us. But as our mentor taught us during certification, in order to be aware of something, you have to first be made aware of something. And that's where we'll talk about our blind spots, our potential damaging areas. Right, right. Okay, so let's let's start with that high D behavioral style. Remember, they are their fuel is to get results. Fast-paced, task focus. Let's get that result. That is very critically important, and that, that brings about their blessings. Uh, they're confident, they're problem solvers. They have accomplishments in every single day, not just their life as a whole, but every day they will have accomplishments. You know, John mentioned earlier some of the curses, one of which is, is they are very harsh. They will run over people and they don't even realize it. But worst of all, 
many times they don't even care. Mm. That's, that's the struggle. That's dangerous. That, and, and, and yeah, you'll walk out of a conversation not realizing there was offense given. Mm-hmm. And that can be very problematic, obviously, for so many different reasons. So we can be, we need to be mindful of that. You know, something else with a high D behavioral style is they will quickly move on if there was an offense mm-hmm. and you bring it to their attention. They receive it, they apologize, but let's move on and please don't ever bring it up again. Because I've forgotten about it, why haven't you? And we look at the at that type of person as they sweep it under the rug. No, they have short-term memory loss. They forgot about it. And they're maybe somewhat embarrassed, but we have the accomplishments to do. We need to we need to keep moving forward. Don't let that stop us. There's a lot more boxes that need check marks, right? Yeah. So let's go into the blind spot. Yes. The blind spot is another D word. And a D can be defiant. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking in generalities, not specifics. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Let me just quote you. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the little sass that she gave on that? Um, Ds can be defiant because um, they're used to leading the show. They're used to making the decisions. So if you have two Ds in the room for that power struggle, you can almost see what's transpiring in front of you. They're defiant because their way is truly the best way. They thought through the entire situation and they quickly made a judgment call on what the best solution is. So don't waste more time. Yeah, I don't have time to be um, competing with you. Just do it the way I want to do. Okay, so if you have a a strong-willed child in your home, they might have high D qualities. And we, we definitely have one. Jordan knows who he is. And many times he knows this. All of our kids know what this whole disc behavioral style is. But many times when he's talking to me, all I got to do is say that D word. I just ask, are you being defiant on purpose? And he'll just start laughing. (laughs) And you see that trait in the older ones and the younger ones. Oh, yes, we do. Not so much in the middle child because they've spent the whole life getting beat up. or They just got to live. (laughs) Survive. Absolutely. Wow, they're an ass. <laughs> so we talk about blind spots, the fuels, the needs, the blessings, and the curses. But let's go to an eye. Oh, yes. Let's do it. So the eyes fuel, again, is having fun, creating an experience. I'm not going to go through something and just go through something. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Okay, so that's their fuel. Their need is recognition and dealing with people. They will be the ones that send out the thank you for your for your job on this project only because they're waiting for that reciprocal thank you back or, oh, we couldn't have done it without you. And you're just fueling the fire to an eye. <laughs> they love the recognition. They're the ones that will ask you how your weekend was and not care what your response <laughs> is. They're waiting for you to say, how was your weekend? Because they've started to formulate that conversation since the moment you started talking. Well, at least they asked how your weekend was, right? (laughs) That's so true. You know, their attitude and energy, though, is such a blessing. They will break the ice. They'll make uncomfortable situations a little more tolerable, a little more comfortable. Uh, Their positiveness, their smiles, their, their energy is addictive. I mean, it's attractive. I want to be around people like that. Absolutely, because they have the greatest charisma. But the problem is their blind spots, another I word, is they're illogical. 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 Meaning it doesn't make sense to us, but it makes total sense to them. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I have certain clients that I know are a high I. The last thing I ever want to do is put them in an environment there's a lot of stimulation. 
like maybe go to a restaurant to do business. They can't focus because they're talking to everyone. Remember I said, you're generally going to hear an eye before you see an eye. To them, they want to live in the world of fun, enjoyment, entertainment. And quite honestly, we don't necessarily get paid for that. Our productivity is very important and it doesn't come top of mind all the time. You know, that's where their, their curse really comes into play here. They're, they're unfocused. They're distracted. They, you know, oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> and they are off and running in, in that squirrel land. You know, when we talk about illogical also, I mean, they're the ones that are going to come to the table very seriously and say, I think we need to have our next meeting on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and people will look at them very confused. Like, are you for real? Yeah, but we'll have fun doing it. But <laughs> you know. I feel compelled, though. Does that mean that I can't focus? No, no, it, no. they absolutely can. But remember, again, it's what comes first. That's right. That's their initial reaction. Right. They love, they love variety. Being unfocused is part of their their blessing and their strength. But they also really need to be aware of this. They need to plan ahead. They need to really focus on being focused to truly connect and and be productive. All right. All right, the S's, a quick re-definition here. These are our stable people, our safe, our sweet people. Their fuel is peace and harmony. They do not like to be disrupted in that peace and harmony world. You know, their blessings, they are extremely caring and empathetic and literally are the sweetest people in the world. But that leads us right into their blind spot. Their blind spot, an S word. And we kind of struggle to come up with a good word and a lot of people misunderstand this word, um, but they're suckers. And it's, they're not lollipops. And it's not lollipops. It means they don't like the word no. That's their curse. They say yes to everything, even though they don't have the capacity for it. They, if, 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 if I have eight, 10 hours of work on my desk and I only have four hours of the work they left and I come to them and say, hey, can you run this report for me and then give me the analysis from it? They're going to take it more times than not because they don't want to rock the boat. You know, you are going to go home feeling great because you got your things done, even though you really ran out of time during the day. You just delegated well. They're going to not go home for another four hours because they did your work instead of their own. And and they won't say a word. No. And I won't realize the behind the scene taxing that I caused them, but they generally don't like to say no because they just, they want that peace and harmony. By saying no, I might be disrupting that. And that's really what the need is here for the high S. You have to be aware of this blind spot within you. You have to be bold and you have to be okay with saying no. There's And you're so sweet, you're going to say it in a very wonderful way that nobody's offended. But it's almost like giving yourself permission yeah. to say no. And you have to be aware of this because that's a tough word to say is no right. to an S. So. Right. All right, so the scenes. Let's talk about the blind spot. Remember, they're cautious, compliant, calculated, and competent. But also, their fuel is quality answers, value, and being correct. Oh, yeah, don't tell a high C that they were wrong. Oh, not if you don't want to argue <laughs> for a long time. So they're, they're very good at being correct because they're so detail-orientated. Their need is to be right and follow procedures. Let's let's list out the 10 things I need to do and I'm gonna be married to those 10 things and I'm in my wheelhouse, I'm in my strength zone. This is a blessing. I mean, their analytical ability, that they are the smartest people in the world. 
this is a blessing. This is who we need in certain situations, you know, but, but this, like everything else leads right into the curse, you know, a high C behavioral style is going to define something in a two hour meeting where the high D would have never done a meeting. They would have done a 20 second TikTok video. <laughs> That's right. The curse is they also lack faith. Oh, they lack faith in others. Why? Because they've already seen the beginning to the end. They're so analytical. They, they've, they've measured out and they've calculated all possible contingency plans. And they don't trust that you could have done that. No, no, <laughs> not to the level of competency that I can. No, that's so, the faith that they, they're lacking. They also, if you dare bring something to their attention that they haven't seen yet, they want everything to be proven. Yes, we're going to get into that in part two about you don't want to use the words, I feel this is the right way. Or I think I heard on this podcast, or I think I saw that in this article. Oh, that's not factual. That's not black and white. And they live in the world of objectivity, facts and figures. And if you're not speaking their language, you're not speaking to them, let alone connecting with them. All right, so let's get to the blind spot. Another C word. They're cold. They can be perceived as cold. Not temperature. Correct. Just in their face. In their countenance about them. You know, I, I tell the story that I was walking down the hallway the other day and I knew this person was a C. They were walking toward me. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I always like playing these games in my mind. I'm not going to say anything to this person and see what happens. And we're friends, very nice person. And uh, as we walked by each other, he didn't say a word to me. Did he even see you? I don't know. I don't know. But once he got past, I said, hi, so-and-so. And he's like, oh, hey, John, how you doing? How's your day? But that's, he was analytical. He was in his brain analyzing whatever it is he was thinking about. He was so focused at his task that he may not have even seen me. But someone who doesn't know this stuff would think, Oh no, what did I tick him off? Is he mad at me? Or how rude. <laughs> or or yeah, I don't I'll never talk to him again. He was not malicious in any way. That's not his character. He just probably didn't see me. So the blind spot is they can be perceived as cold. You know, I had I love doing this this activity with a live group of people because once we break out into our quadrant and I look at the the C quadrant and I start explaining who they are, they just stare through me. They don't smile. They don't giggle. The eyes are giggling through every one of them. They're giggling. The C's don't. They are totally analyzing me and judging and deciding, you know, lack of faith. They're deciding if I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And from a cognitive approach in their minds, they're seeing what your subject is and they're trying to get to the conclusion faster than you. So they're playing out this whole communication ahead of time. So it, it may, they may come across as um, they're not, they're looking off into the horizon or something. What they're doing is they're playing this conversation they got to get to the conclusion before you do. They can't go by your pace. Mm -hmm. They want to get there. That's true. Now, you know, the need here, a high C needs to, they want to be perfect. They have to understand that this is internal within them and that that's impossible. They also, they want an explanation of everything, but they have to be more gentle with people that might not be able to give that explanation. I have DI qualities. However, I have C qualities too. And that's one thing we got to remember is 
We have something that we usually cater to most of the time, but we show characteristics of every one of these quadrants. It might be with different people that we're interacting with that we kind of change things up a little. It might be in different situations that we become more like an S or a C versus the I that we naturally are. So, you know, when we talk about these, we're not bashing any one of these. We're not saying this is the best and who everybody should be. We're just trying to give all angles because we are in every quadrant at some part of our day. And it's all about understanding the person you're talking to and trying to, we, we talk about the word empathy, walking a mile in someone else's shoes. It still holds true in the communication standpoint because I really want to understand the way you process information because I can be more effectual and efficient in my communication if I can get it to you the way you receive it. And that's where we bring in the connection part. Yes, and that's where it'll come into play next time that we talk with you. We we just shared a lot of great details with you. And to be honest, there's a lot more that we could share. We, okay, we're enjoying this too much. There's so much power here in, in understanding this. But I, I really recommend that you take some time to digest this. Digest who you are and do some analyzing of the people you're around over the next few days. Maybe it's family, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's whoever's in a Zoom room. Start to see if you can figure people out and understand them a little better. Maybe be a little more forgiving. John, thank you. Thank you for partnering with me today. This has been really fun. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Certainly invite me back anytime. I'm really looking forward to part two of this series um, where we can start to really talk about the application and how you can differentiate yourself from the masses, especially when it comes to not just, I guess, the professional environment, the personal environment. You talked about spouses could really use this. Families can use this. It, it, it's all encompassing. This could save the divorce rate from continuing to rise. You know, it, it, maybe we're being a little nerdy and dramatic, but I really believe that when we can start to understand the way our significant other um, receives information and then convey the message that way, man, now we've really enhanced our communication. So this is exciting. I'm looking forward to the next uh, session. Everyone, thank you for, for listening and joining in on this podcast. We are very excited to think differently with you next week as we learn how to connect with each of these styles. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook, and share this with your friends. Visit us on our websites too at unityconsultingllc.com and kathyrotes.com. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.